children. That's the last thing we want to do. We don't want to scare anybody. Welcome to Acting on the Run, the podcast. Welcome back. Welcome back to Acting on the Run, the podcast. We made it to episode 9. Can't wait to get to episode 10. That's going to be a great day. But we are at episode 9. Man, these people out here are this road rage. But welcome to episode 9 of Acting on the Run. Episode 10 is going to be a good one. Um, I'm planning to do episode 10, actually, right after my show. So please stay tuned for that. Might even be able to get some um, Q&A footage in there. But be on the lookout for episode 10. Episode 10 is going to be a good one. Um, It's kind of like a milestone. So let's all tune in for that. But first, we got to get through episode 9. The last episode was in January. I've been off a little bit because I've been taking time to work on other things, perfect my craft, and it's been paying off. So I hope you guys really enjoy this episode and all future episodes to come. But first off, as we do, let's start off with an audition update, give you guys a little update of what's been going on in my world. So there's been a couple auditions since the last time that I got on here and spoke with you guys. Um, I've only wrote a couple down because some I did and forgot to actually write them down, Um, but it's okay. Anyways, uh, I had one audition, I can't even remember what date, because I didn't write down the dates for all of them. I wrote down the dates for a couple of them, but not all of them, but I had an audition for to be a doctor, and I... And the goal of my scene was to break some bad news to a teen who was doing a little bit too much drinking, you know, and we all do that at that young age of like 16, 17, 18, 19, 20, 21, 22, you know, when we first really start drinking. Well, I don't know when everybody first starts drinking, but at least for me, it was kind of in my um, mid-teens to like early 20s when I really didn't have any control over it. Uh, Well, I won't say no control, but just not knowing um, my limit. And um, anyway, so this doctor that I was supposed to be playing was seeing a teen who came in after having some illnesses and needing to get their stomach pumped, you know, for all the alcohol that they were drinking. So I did that. Felt like I did pretty good with it. Um, I've never been a doctor in real life, but I did my best on it. So maybe I will hear something back from it, maybe not. But again, any audition is always good for practice. It helps to, you know, um, get better at, at what you lack. So always appreciate any audition, because I sure do. But that was that one. I also had another audition for a dating app. I believe I did an audition for a, a couple different um, dating apps. But this one, I can't remember which app it was for, but this one just had me talk a little bit about, um, what was I talking about? I think I had to talk about what are my um, what are my interests in women or like what type of woman am I looking for type deal. So that was cool. I'm sure that there will be plenty more of those because there's always different dating apps popping up. And 
Another one I did was for a financial, what would you call it? A financial advisory. I think advisory is the word I'm looking for, like a financial advisory app. So like if you had a financial advisor, this would be the app that they um, communicated with you on. So I did this one. And this one was cool, actually, because in the audition, it had me talk about my uh, financial and uh, specifically credit journey because the app is for credit repair and maintaining. So I had to do a brief spill on my actual uh, financial journey, credit journey. So that was cool to be able just to, um, I guess, reminisce, flashback to, you know, past times when I did have uh, financial issues and couldn't really, you know, balance myself out. So it was good to kind of think back on that. And I'll definitely let you guys know if I get that one. Um, but again, I can't remember which app it was for, but it was for something dealing with helping you to maintain your finances and fix your credit. So that was that one. I also have a couple auditions coming up. I have one where I'm going to be playing a liquor store cashier. I have been a cashier in real life before, so that one should be pretty easy. Um, that one I don't have to do until the 5th of next month, actually. So I have a little time to work with that one. But I got to make sure that I do get it in. And any advice for anybody who does work on auditions or who does, you know, submit for different um, for different projects and do get callbacks when you do get an audition, it's always best to try to do it as soon as possible. Because a lot of times I've gotten different requests for auditions and they'll be like a week out or you know two weeks out and I won't say I forget about them but I'll forget when I'm scheduling different things and then my time will overlap the time of the audition so that's one thing that I'm trying to get better with as far as with scheduling my time so that that way I can be able to go to these auditions you know and submit the auditions for the callbacks that I do get because, again, I mentioned this on a previous episode, but not, not following through is like, you know, just passing up on an opportunity because everybody doesn't necessarily get picked to audition. So if you are one of the many who do get picked out of the many who didn't get picked, it's always good to be able to follow through with it. So that's something that I'm personally working on myself because I don't miss a lot of them, but I have missed some. And I've talked about that a little bit here on the podcast, so that's something that I have to get better with myself. Um, I have another one coming up that's on the 22nd, so that's going to be next week, for an Amazon package carrier or handler, however you want to name it, but that one is going to be on the 22nd of next week, and I'm definitely going to do that one because it's 222 for anybody who follows uh, numerology and angel numbers and everything like that. I'm not going to get into all that right now because that's not this podcast, but um, it's a very significant number, so I'm going to make sure that I do that one because who knows, that might be the one. But I haven't been a packaged delivery person, so I can't really tap into that, but I have worked in um, in a UPS warehouse before, so having that experience 
that definitely helps. And the reason why I speak on personal experiences, like how I, I spoke on the, uh, the personal cashier experience and then like personal experience dealing with finances for another audition is because going back to personal experiences helps a lot with delivering your character not necessarily the lines, because the lines are going to be, you know, uh, specific to the writer slash director, whoever came up with the whole idea of the script. But personal experience will help to actually bring the character to life. Now, this is just my personal opinion. I know that there's a lot of different acting schools and acting teachers that teach, you know, um, specific methods of how to act but um personally i've had a lot of success off of going with real life experience so if that makes sense to anybody you know definitely give that a shot you know because i'm sh no i know that everybody hasn't done the same things in life everybody hasn't worked the same jobs in life some people have never worked a real job you know i envy you because i wish i could have did that but if I did, I might not have the personal experiences that I need, you know, but to each his own, everybody gets to where they got to get to, you know, through different routes. So I'm not hating on anybody for taking a certain route, you know, whether it be through personal, you know, real life experience or whether it be in the classroom or the theater, you know, taking acting classes, whatever works for you, keep doing that. You know, I'm not trying to uh, discredit any of that, but I'm just sharing my personal experience and what I do, and I feel like it works. I've had I've had success at it so far, so I'm gonna keep it going. But um, those were the couple auditions that I did and that I have lined up. There will absolutely be more, and as I do on every episode, or I think I do it on every episode. I'm going to try to give you guys an update just to just to show that, you know, I'm still in the mix, still, you know, putting putting content out there. So hopefully um, anybody who is listening, if you have seen me on anything, you know, definitely drop a line, drop a comment. Let me know, because a lot of the work that I'll do, I don't really see. I mean, I can always look it up and find it, but it's not that big of a deal to me. I mean, it is and it's not, because I'm not trying to downplay it, because it is a big deal, you know, to get work, but um, I try to keep on looking to the next thing and the next thing and the next thing, so I don't necessarily always go back to look at work that I've done, but if anybody has, by chance, um, see me on anything, whether it's speaking or just, you know, walking down the street, you know, it's something. So be on the lookout. Okay, so that was our audition update. Sorry, I forgot a little bit long-winded on that. My bad. But one thing that I want to talk about today specifically is remembering your lines. Um, going, going into acting... That was honestly one of my biggest fears of, of being an actor, a live performer, however you want to look at it, was, okay, am I going to get up there and forget my lines? And this is 
whether it's on stage or on camera. This was always something that was in the back of my head because I did a commercial once for a, uh, a financial app. No. Yes, it was for a financial app. It was for, um, what was it called? Uh, God dog, I can't think of it right now. Um, it was I something. I just can't think of it right now. It'll probably come to me later on in the podcast, and then I'll speak it up. But when I did that, um, that commercial, I actually sat and memorized all my lines, you know, for that little shoot. And it wasn't tough to do, but it was definitely a challenge, you know, to do it um, spot on. Because when I got there to the shoot, the character who I thought that I was playing and who I memorized my lines for at home wasn't the character that I was supposed to be playing. So I got the info once I got there that, no, I'm going to be playing another character. So then I had to get those lines on, you know, on spot there. And I had to, I didn't have to um, memorize them because they did have a guy with cue cards, you know, if you needed them. But I like to try to, you know, put my best out there. So I personally wanted to remember the lines so that that way I feel like it could flow better rather than sitting and reading. If I could just speak, it'll flow better. Um, If you've seen some people read off teleprompters like on the news or like on like a sports show or something like that, they'll use a lot of teleprompters on those shows. And you may or may not be able to tell the difference, um, but I feel like I can tell the difference. And I know that when I'm delivering lines that I can see the difference between when I record myself reading a line and when I record myself um, actually going off head and just memorizing and reciting the best I can through memory. It actually looks a lot more natural. So. Um, remembering lines is something that's very important. And again, it's always been like a little fear in, in the back of my head, not big enough to stop me from doing anything, but just, you know, something that makes me sweat a little bit for now. Cause eventually I'll have it down where remembering lines is nothing. And it's getting easier, especially with working on this, um, theater production because on stage, you have to remember your lines because you don't get to do a second take or a third take as you would on film. So remembering the lines on having to remember the lines for a stage play is actually great, 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 great practice for anybody who is looking to get into film and entertainment. If you if you do get an offer to go into stage, definitely take it. Um, you may not necessarily want to because I didn't want to do um, stage productions, not because I didn't like them, but because I, it was easier to do film. Because, again, in film, you can cut, re-record, cut, re-record how many times you want, especially now because everything is digital. So it's not like in olden days where they had to actually have, um, have tape or reels, and you know it, it was a little bit harder to make cuts and reshoot and cut and reshoot. But now, since everything is digital, it's nothing to um, record something, mess up a line, and just, okay, let's delete that and do it again. So it, it's definitely made things a whole lot easier 
but it also, in my eyes, it can make you a whole lot lazier because not lazy as a person in whole, but just lazy to that craft because if you know that you don't have to memorize anything, then you won't, you know? Some people do. I can't speak for, I can't speak for everybody, but for me, if I know that I, that I don't have to um, memorize anything and that you're going to give me uh, cue cards or you're going to let me do a take how many times I need to, you know, to get it down, I may not put much effort into memorizing, you know, the lines or the script, which I should and which we all should if you're in this field, but, you know, to each his own. But again, getting into stage really, really helps with that, and it's really helped me to kind of see my range and, like, where I can go and what, you know, how quickly or how long it takes to remember lines. And I want to talk a little bit about some tips to help to remember lines, whether it's on stage or on film, you know, on commercial, whatever avenue you may be going down. But because it's not easy for everybody to remember their lines because everybody's mind works a little bit differently. Everybody has a different personal life as well. So, you know, even though we are doing a job, you know, on film or on stage, everybody still has life outside of, you know, outside of the screen or or like off off the stage. Just as with any other job, you know, if you work at the post office, yeah, that's what you do, but you still have a life outside of that. Or if you're a teacher, yeah, that's what you do, but you still have a life outside of that. You know, or if you're a firefighter or if you're a policeman, you know, whatever job you do, that's your job, but you still have a life outside of that. And at times, even though we try our hardest and, you know, people say all the time, oh, you know, you can't bring personal, you know, to work and, you know, things like that, but sometimes you can't help it because it's not like your personal life is a is a video game where you can just, you know, turn it off and, and not have to worry about it. It's ongoing, you know, it's something that you deal with every day. So it's not easy to kind of separate the two all the time, but if you can, it helps, but it's not always easy because, you know, everybody's life has different events, has different changes, has different ups and downs. So, but I said all that because remembering lines, that flows into your personal life because, yes, we have rehearsals and, you know, and, and, uh, and table reads and stuff like that to help get the lines down a little bit. But through personal experience, if you don't study this stuff outside of, you know, rehearsal and shoots, that it shows. Because remembering lines is like having to do something over and over again. So it's like whatever you practice, you know, if you're a hooper, you know, you don't just show up on game day. Some people do. But most people don't just show up on game day without ever um, stepping foot onto the court that week prior. You know, most times people are practice, you know, throw up some shots, practice, practice, practice. And then come game day, then you perform. It's the same thing with remembering lines. Yes, 
you have shows and rehearsals and you know and and everything but that you know only helps so much because if you don't do the extra work at home in your free time then you know it, it again it really shows so it but i understand that everybody isn't the same everybody's mind doesn't work the same everybody's mind doesn't have the same uh space in it to be able to put, you know, this extra stuff in here. Because, you know, some people, you know, have kids that that they have to tend to that may take up time, may have work that you have to do at home, you know, that could take up time, could have, you know, a wife, a, a husband, um, that, that could take up a time, you know, as far as from your attention. So whatever, you know, whatever is going on, I understand that, but still putting the practice in outside of actually being on location, it definitely does help. And really, I think that it'll help anybody, you know? So whether or not you have, um, how do I say this? Whether or not you are ones who, you know, read a lot and like have, you know, an expansive mind, or if you don't, if you, you know, if, if, if your memory isn't that good, still, practicing and practicing and practicing and practicing you you can't help but to get better so if I so please take that as a tidbit of advice from me to you and and don't be afraid because again I actually didn't want to do theater for a long time because of that because theater was actually the first things that were offered to me in this field and this is not even current, but this is, I think I was offered a role back when I was, I want to say like 15 or 16. I think about 15, maybe 14, 15 or 16. Around that time, I was offered a role in a play, but I can't think of the name of it right now. Maybe it'll come to me later. But I really wasn't interested in it because I didn't want to take the time to remember my lines and I felt like no nah, if I'm I can't get up there and forget my lines and like ever since then I've been running away in a sense from the theater and even when I was in um, San Francisco that I was offered some roles there and I think I touched on this on a previous podcast but I was offered roles there and I took it for like the first day, and I'm like, uh, I'm not really feeling this, because in my mind at that time, I'm like, nah, I need to be on film, I don't need to be on stage, but God works in mysterious ways, he's going to put you through certain tests, well, not tests, but, you know, he'll put you in certain situations to bring the best out of you, and I'm not trying to um, push, you know, push God on on anybody, because everybody has their own personal beliefs, but for me, I believe that God puts you in certain um, certain situations, certain positions, all for a reason. But it's up to us as individuals to figure out, okay, what that reason is. So for me, fast forward to the present time, I had to take it within myself. Like, okay, if I keep getting offered these roles, you know, I, I don't want to just keep turning them down. So once I did get this role... And I and kind of it it kind of snuck up on me because when I auditioned I didn't know that it was for theater, 
it was probably in the um, in the notes or whatever have you, but that goes to show how how well I read my um, my notes and everything before I went for my audition, which is not good, but it worked out anyway because not knowing that it was for a theater kind of made me want to audition. And once I did, and once I did get it, it's like okay, well, you know, I'm here now. You know, and I'm not gonna, you know, make my uh, my director or the or the other actors that I'm working with. I'm not gonna start something and then just you know bail out because it affects everybody. It doesn't only affect you as the um, as the performer. It affects those around you because one thing that has to be you know worked on is chemistry. You know, not only just remembering the lines but um but chemistry with your castmates or you know or scene mates you know whoever you're in your scenes with you got to get that chemistry down so that that way it looks natural so I take it all in stride and I believe that it's something that I was supposed to do to help you know me work on my craft so if anybody out there is looking to do the same or something or something um Similar, don't let that fear hold you back because it's easy to it's easy to get over it because at this point we've been rehearsing since I want to say like November, so I've had plenty of time, so it's really helped me kind of ease into you know remembering my lines just like on 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 point like even um the other night we had a rehearsal and and my castmate. The one who's playing my scene partner, she wasn't there. So the assistant director, she filled in for her spot. But she has her own lines and her own character, but she filled in for the girl who was missing. And she uh, and she stumbled on a couple of the lines or she changed up a couple of the lines. But it was cool because being as though since I remembered all of my lines, that I was able kind of to go off of her, you know, and I changed mine up a little bit just to make the conversation flow. But when you know your lines, then you can kind of, you know, play with it and ad lib. And that's when it gets fun, a lot more natural. And you kind of make it your own. So, you know, please, you know, if you are trying to do um, theater especially, but any type of um, camera work, film work, put in the extra time, remember your lines, you know, Go home, study them, because it really, really, really shows. It shows if you know it, and it shows if you don't know it. Um, and if you pay attention to different people on TV or on the movie screen, or you know, or wherever, you know, it 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 shows if you know it, and it shows if you don't know it. If that makes sense to anybody out there. Anyway, moving on. I was talking about some tips to help. Well, I was saying that I wanted to give some tips that may help those who need them, you know, figure out a way to remember their lines. One of the first tips that was given to me actually by, um, by my director was to highlight your line, no, highlight the line before your line and then just go off of that. That was something that I tried, didn't really do it for me, but it is a good 
suggestion because when he gave it to me, I didn't actually think of it. So he gave me um, that suggestion. And that may be something that people have been doing, but I'm just sharing it because I haven't shared it on my platform. But highlighting the line before yours and knowing that line, which basically gives you your cue. So if you know that line before yours, then once your line hits, it should make it a little bit easier because you can hear like a certain phrase like, later I'll walk the dog. And then, and then you know, okay, if that's your teammate's line right before yours, then you know, you know, okay, after he or she says this, then I say this, you know, type deal. So it, it, it works for some people, didn't necessarily do it for me. And I'll, and I'll tell you what did it for me, uh, in a couple minutes, but that's one tip. So I'm not saying it doesn't work, but it may work for some. So definitely give that a try. Another tip to help remember your lines is to record yourself reading your lines and then just listen to it over and over again like a song. It may sound simple, but I feel like it works a little bit because I even tried to do that and it worked a little bit. It didn't work as well as I thought it would, but it did help, though. It did help to, you know, help to focus my mind and get my mind on the script. So it did help a little bit. So if anybody wants to try that, that's something to try, too. Another tip I would say would be to focus on your lines. Um, I know I just talked about highlighting the line before yours and everything like that. And yes, uh, those tips do help, but also mentally focus on your lines and not necessarily everybody's lines because you don't have to know it. You should know those lines that are in dialogue um, with your character and in the same scene as your character, but you don't have to necessarily know everybody's line verbatim because some people, you know, read everybody's lines and... You know, I can't speak for others that do because I would have to ask them, you know, why they do that a part of their process. And a friend of mine who was actually on cast with me, uh, I think he I think he does that or no, 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 no. It's a um, it's a woman who's on the cast that I think she would read over everybody's lines, including hers. And, you know, still happens, still happens to remember her lines. I don't know how she does it, but maybe one day I can have her on the podcast and she can break that down. But my advice would be to just focus on your lines. So forget everybody's lines around around you and focus on yours and get yours down pat. And then after that, then I would say, okay, look at the lines of those around you. So then at least you can kind of know where you are in the conversation. So when the conversation or dialogue, when that's going on, that you'll know, okay, when is your turn? Um, a lot of times when somebody is done giving their line, they'll pause and that helps too because then once there's like a dead, a dead silence in the conversation, then you know, oh, okay, you know, this must be my line. But also you don't wanna do that either at least not all the time, because it's just not a natural flow of a conversation. So 
focusing on your line and knowing what your line is always helps. Always helps. Um, but the tip that I was going to say that worked best for me was I had to I had to black out everybody's lines except for the line right before mine. So again, going back to that highlight trick, that actually came into play once I took away everybody else's lines. So what I would do is I would take away everybody's lines and then just keep open that line that was right before mine. So when I spoke on highlighting the line and then reading your line after that, that's kind of how that that's kind of how I tied all of it all of it together where I literally blacked out everybody's lines like with a sharpie. Like blacked out everybody's lines like the whole page and just had it to where when I look at the page, all I see is the person line before mine and my line. The person line before line before mine and my line. And then that really helped to like focus it in and and kind of put a microscope on, okay, what I need to be reading. Because if I have a page full of, you know, everybody else's lines, not to say that you can't focus on your own line, because if you can read, you can read what line is yours. But for me, not having, but for me, the extra lines were a distraction because I would see them and, and that would get in my head. But if I don't see it, then it doesn't get in my head, if that makes any sense, you know, if anybody else thinks that way. But blacking out every other line except for the line before mine and my line really helped me because it helped me to focus on solely my lines and the Q line before mine. So... Hopefully, if anybody is struggling with line memorization, hopefully that helps. Hopefully, one of the couple tips that I gave does help. If it does, please, you know, drop a line. Let me know. I did put my Instagram handle on the, um, on the podcast description. So, n- not for each individual episode, but for the actual podcast description, which is on, like, the title of the podcast that's where my IG handle is. But on each episode, it doesn't necessarily have my IG handle. So please don't confuse what I'm trying to say. Uh-oh. Let's see. The technical difficulty. But that's okay. Um, so, yeah, if anybody wants to drop me a line or wants to, you know, give a comment or speak on any piece of advice that was given by me, on the podcast about memorizing lines or about anything else I talked to I talked to you about in previous podcasts, you know, always feel free to hit me on IG. Um, I've been trying to be a little bit more active on uh, on Instagram. It's not necessarily my favorite thing, but I do understand how it helps to, you know, put stuff out into the social uh, social media networks and everything. So that's that so please feel free to you know drop me a a comment you know hit my dm you know i I try to respond to anybody who does so feel free feel free feel free um one thing well let me give you guys an update on the show the show that i'm going to be in is a theater 
production called My Skin Is Your Sin. It's going to be at Sacred Fools Theater out in, uh, in Hollywood. And we have shows on the 25th, 26th, and 27th. That's Friday, Saturday, Sunday of the end of Black History Month. So the timing of this production can't be better because we deal with a lot of racial issues on the show um, and a lot of culturally-based issues that go on in uh, South Central L.A. because the character that I'm playing is a character by the name of Darnell, and he happens to be a teen. He's about 16, 17, and he's right at that ripe age where he's trying to do his thing, and he gets influenced by the Crips, and basically everything just goes from there. But I think it's going to be a great show. Um, it's a lot of information in it, a lot of things that I didn't even know um, were in it. Like, you know, for example, I didn't know that Crip was actually an acronym. So when you talk about the Crips, um, I didn't even know, you know, what it stood for specifically. But the C, the R, the I, the P is all an acronym. So that was new information to me. And But I don't want to give it away because it's a part of the show, too. So if you do come to the show, you'll see what I'm talking about. If not, on episode 10, I'll dwell more into the details of things like that and, you know, and give uh, descriptions of different, you know, terms and stuff like that um, that you may know, but I didn't know. So, you know, I figure it would do well to share it with those who do get a chance to listen because all of it is... Is, uh, is great information, you know. Um, knowledge is everything, and you can't, you know, you can't be mad at more knowledge, you know. More knowledge makes you smarter, makes you stronger, and it helps you grow. So I hope everybody tunes in to episode 10 because I'm going to do that one again after the show, um, and I hope to be able to get some of the Q&A footage because after each show, we'll have some Q&A time, so hopefully I can get some of that footage, um, you know, the more interesting questions, I'll try to record those and add those add those to the podcast as well. Um, but what I wanted to talk about about relating to the show is that I just got news uh, yesterday, actually, that I may have some more lines added to my character, which is why. Another reason why I wanted to talk about remembering your lines, because now, you know, because we're only, what, what's today, the 18th? And we have a sh- the first show on the 25th, so that's 18, 19, 20, 21, 22, 23, 24, 25. So we're a week out. Oh, yeah, next Friday is our first show. I didn't even realize that. Okay, so, yeah, we're a week out from um, from Showtime, and, and my director... Um, not forcibly, but, you know, asked if I wouldn't mind picking up some lines from another character because, again, going back to remembering your lines, um, a couple characters are having trouble remembering their lines. I'm not going to say who, you know, and put, them on, uh, and put them on front street like that, but there are a couple who are having, you know, who are having, uh, who are having trouble and so he's asking me to, me, along with a couple other characters, to, you know, pick up those lines. And this is, and this is a little bit of, like, the, the behind-the-scenes 
of it, um, and I'm sure that it goes on on many other um, productions, not just the one that I'm in, but, you know, hopefully I can put that together. I haven't seen exactly what lines I'm supposed to be working on, but hopefully I'll get those either today or tomorrow so I can start to memorize those as well. So it'll be a little bit of a challenge because, like I say, we're a week out, um, and I'm just getting this information. But, again, you know, God works in mysterious ways. So this this is another, I don't want to say roadblock, but another hurdle, you know, another uh, another challenge, you know, that can only make, you know, make me better. Or if you find yourself in the same situation, it can only make you better. So I'm excited about it, and I can't wait to see how everything how everything turns out. I think it's going to be an awesome show, even with the new lines. Um, hopefully, I'll be able to, for the most part, um, freestyle and ad-lib on the new lines because I haven't worked on them at all. And like I say, we're about a week out, so we'll see how that goes. I'm not going to, I'm not going to speak, uh, negative energy into it because I do want everything to turn out great, but that's a little challenge that I have. So everybody out there, please wish me luck. Um, the rehearsal experience of doing a stage production because, uh, this one again I've been on the longest and it's been it's been an experience you know it's been a great experience um, just really working with the different uh, the different castmates and seeing you know seeing how how much things change from week to week you know on a long project like this because we've been working on this project since November and it's about to be, you know, the end of February, March time. So that's what, November, December, January, February. So about four months that we've been, you know, prepping and working on this. And just to see it all be put together, it's, it's, uh, it's an awesome thing to see, you know. And another thing that, you know, people might not know is that, like, roles have changed more than, like, 10 or 11 times on the project, so meaning that, like, if one person was playing Bob, Bob isn't a real character, but I'm just using that as an example, but if one person was playing Bob and, like, they they only stayed around for, like, two, three weeks or a month, and then, and then they quit for whatever reason, then Bob had to be replaced. And then if a woman was playing Sharon and she only stayed for, like, one week and her role has to be replaced. So what I'm saying is that different roles have been, you know, changed out frequently. And, but it's still, you know, been able to be put together. And it's, and it's just amazing to see, like, how quickly, you know, different roles are filled. You know, if one person drops out, another role is filled, you know, just like that. And it's amazing to see. So it's a great, great experience. Um, if anybody is interested in theater, you know, I definitely, 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 at this point, definitely suggest it. Because, again, it was something that I was running away from for personal reasons. But since I've been actually actively doing it, it's been an awesome experience. And I really think that anybody in, you know, that does work in film and TV, whatever you do, you know, 
doing stage work definitely, definitely helps. And I definitely, definitely suggest it. And don't turn it away just because you don't like the stage or you don't want to memorize the lines like I did because it can be a great, great help and also help you in your um, in your career path because having that ability to, you know, memorize and do live performance only makes your camera, uh, your camera presence that much, that much stronger because it shows, you know, it shows, you know, I don't even know how to break it down properly, but you can see it when you see somebody and they know what they're doing versus when you see somebody and they don't know, you know, it, it really shows. So please take that line of advice from me to you with love. Um, what was I saying? Okay, one last thing that I want to touch on, and I say last because it may be taken as a negative thing, but I don't want it to be uh, interpreted that way. But take your job seriously. So whatever you're doing, take it seriously. You know, don't waste your time and other people's time that are that are working with you or around you or working for you. You know, if you happen to be, you know, the boss, director, manager, whatever position, but take your job seriously because if you don't, that shows as well. Just as how I was talking about, you know, knowing your lines and everything like that, how that shows. When you don't take your craft seriously, it shows too. Um, and it also affects those around you because just as I talked about, you know, people coming in, dropping out, coming in, dropping out. It affects everybody. And then even if you don't drop out, like say if you do start a project and you don't actually really work on it, it shows and it affects everybody because, again, one of the things that's important is chemistry. Um, and if your chemistry is bad with your teammates or with your, you know, with your castmates, your teammates, that it, 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 it shows and it has a little effect. Everybody has to, you know, do their own thing and, you know, put on the best performance that they can, whether it be, you know, in film and entertainment or if it be at work, you know, at whatever, at whatever job that you do, still do your best. I remember being told as a kid, I can't remember who told me, a bunch of people told me, but to always, always do your best. I think my dad might have said something like that, I think. Because he was real big on, you know, uh, on on, uh, on focus and discipline. That's probably where I got it from because he was real big on it, having a, um, having a military background. But do your best because it definitely, definitely shows when you're not trying your best and when you're just kind of like going through the motions. It shows on anything, any job. Like I had, I had a job before um, doing security and like, and, like, the cats I worked with was just, you know, not all of them, but, like, a specific few just, like, just, like, didn't care about anything, you know, and, like, it's, and, and, and didn't do the job, like, or didn't even try, you know, to make it look like they was doing their job. Because there's ways to, you know, to get by and not do your job, but make it look like you're doing your job, you know, for those who, who know but it's like, at least try, put forth a little effort, like, you know, please, like, because now, you know, it's, 
the people who you work with, you know, they can see that and they can feel that. They might not always speak on it and they might not always confront you about it and, and they might not always, you know, tell you to your face, oh, you know, why'd you do this or why don't you do that or why don't you try, you know, stuff like that. They might not always come direct, but trust me, people are always talking, people are always looking, analyzing paying attention, you know, even when it don't look like it, you know, people are always watching you. Always, always, always. So, always try to put your best foot forward in whatever you do. Um, it makes you better, and it makes you look better. And just take your, just take yourself seriously, because if you're not going to take yourself seriously, then you should find something that you can and want to take seriously and do that instead. Because I feel like if you're doing a job and you're not giving it your all or you're not really taking it seriously, then you're wasting your time. Because your specific talents, whatever those may be, you know, yeah, you may could do this job, but you don't like doing it or your heart isn't into it or your mind isn't into it, you know, for whatever reason. Then find you something that's going to motivate you, that's going to make you want to actually do the job and put forth the effort that it uh that it is asking for that it requires because again it shows it shows it shows it shows um we all have to be a lot more mindful and aware of what we're doing what we're saying how we're behaving because it definitely shows and people again people are always watching they might not say it and you might not catch them looking with their eyeballs at you, but people are always watching, observing, you know, taking mental notes and stuff like that. Trust me, I know. I know, I know, I know. Um, through experience, through conversation, um, I've met and talked to a lot of people. So trust me, people are always watching you. So don't think that just because they don't say nothing or they don't confront you, don't think that they don't know and don't think that you're not being judged or you're not being um, analyzed you know, and stuff like that, whatever words you want to use and feel comfortable with, but always be aware of what's going on. Got a little long with it, with it, got a little long winded on that one, so sorry about that. Um, but that's about all I had today for episode nine. I hope I didn't ramble on too long for anybody. Um, I hope I, I hope I made sense. I hope that you're able to understand what I'm saying and what messages I'm trying to get across because, again, everything that I put out on this podcast comes from a place of love. I don't have, you know, any, you know, ill intentions towards giving giving advice, sharing my journey, letting, you know, letting whoever is listening, letting you into my world because it's coming from a good place. I'm not trying to lead anybody down the wrong path or give anybody, you know, bad words of advice or anything like that, you know, I want this podcast to be something uplifting and, uh, and motivating, so please take it that way, or if you don't, please keep in mind that that's my overall goal, is to be positive, motivating, you know, some of the things I say may not be as positive as others, but my goal is to just give it to you so that that way you can, you know, work on you and, you know, work on perfecting whatever it is that you're doing. 
I'm not trying to speak as if I'm better or that I know anything, you know, than anybody, but I'm just sharing my personal experiences and hoping that some of my experiences can help, you know, anybody out there with experiences that they're facing in their life. Because again, we don't always see the same things. We don't wake up to the same things and do the same things and like do things at the same times. Like everybody does things on their own schedule because everybody is living in their own world, you know. Um, not to sound, uh, not to sound like that's a, a, a selfish thing, but it's a, it's a real thing, you know, cause everybody, you know, everybody does things a certain way based on what makes them comfortable. So take it like that. But I appreciate everybody who does take the time to listen. I appreciate you tuning in. I appreciate you listening. Um, if you leave a comment or uh, anything, I appreciate it, appreciate it, appreciate it. It goes a long way, um, and it helps keep me going. It helps give me a reason to turn on the mic and, excuse me, and start talking. So I really appreciate all of you. I hope all of you have a wonderful, awesome day, an awesome weekend, an awesome you know, week, month, year. Uh, 2022 is starting off great, and I hope that it's the same for everybody else. If it's not, change your mindset, you know, think more positive and positive things will come to you. But I hope everybody has an awesome day and thank you, thank you, thank you for tuning in and until the next time, I love you all. Peace.